This is the Six Man Show, an Orlando Magic podcast, with your hosts Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. By fans, for fans, go Magic! What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show for a very special edition bonus episode. It is April twentieth when we're recording this. You guys will be hearing that. On Friday, is that like the 24th or something? Who really cares? Our <laughs> guest, he usually doesn't care about what day it is anyways, but uh, we've got a very special guest on the pod today. You guys may know him from YouTube. Uh, very hefty following on that platform. We are here with comedian and YouTuber Drew Gooden. Drew, how are you doing, my man? I'm doing great. What an intro. I, I, I've been doing this for a little while. You got to <laughs> you know do the best that you can. I wanted to give you a proper welcome, and, and there it is. So, But well, we're really excited it. to have you, man. I feel very special. Thank you. Absolutely. Also here, as always, with my main man Luke Sylvia. Didn't give you quite as good of an intro, but you're yeah, here yeah. Every I don't. Week, so I want I want an intro like Drew gets every week now. Every That's what week. I want. You set Both the of bar. You do that for each other. Right. We're right, gonna so do it. We'll set each other up. Being the last dance was last night. You know the 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 Jordan documentary. And at the other guard <laughs> from the University of Florida. Thank you. Thank standing you. at five nine, Luke. Sylvia, that's me. That's me. how was that? Thank you. I appreciate that. I really. That do. was pretty good. All oh, right. I'm hyped so now. <laughs> we're all getting acclimated to one another. So, um, but yeah. So, um, we have gotten contact with with Drew in the last week or so. Uh, we're fans of your content first and foremost. Uh, but this is an Orlando Magic podcast. You know, the fans want to hear about the Orlando Magic. Uh, you have a really sick Orlando Magic windbreaker that he we does. saw <laughs> on Instagram uh, a few months back. So you're an Orlando Magic fan. You've attended, you know, Orlando Magic games. So that's really where we want to start. Tell us, you know, a little bit about yourself, your background. You grew up here in Orlando. Uh, tell us how you became a Magic fan. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I've lived in Orlando pretty much my whole life. Um, and to be honest, I, I growing up, I was always into football, but for some reason, it took me a long time to get into basketball. I think because uh, I was a, a Dolphins fan uh, and still am, unfortunately, and I just could only handle one terrible sports team. That whoa, you whoa, know, whoa, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. <laughs> Fair. I, I, hey, not this year. This year's been fun. You know, past two years have been good, and obviously there were the Dwight Howard years. Um, but even then, I was in high school, and I was like, I was too moody to get into a new sport. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I had attended games uh, throughout the years. Um, I remember in elementary school, there was like, uh, since I live in Orlando, they would like on your report card, if you got A's, they would give you like a, a redeemable magic game voucher. So I went to one with my dad. That's it was against. I should have gone to. Yeah, you should have. I should have stayed there um, into middle and high school, you know, if they would have let me. But uh, I went to, <laughs> I believe it was a magic in the Nets, the New Jersey Nets at the time. Uh, magic lost, but it was still fun. And uh, then as I got older and I started to get more into basketball and especially last year when, you know, the, the, that stretch at the end of the season and the Magic were like an exciting team to watch where the past six years have been, you know, mm. a struggle. Uh, I started getting really into it. And then this year I just went, I went from like zero to 100. I subscribed to League Pass. I started watching every single game. I started finding podcasts. Anyone that was talking about the magic, I would, you know, I would get into. That's actually how I found your podcast. Um, And I went to a few games this year. I went to uh, the Nuggets, which was one of the, like, sixth or seventh game of the year. 
Uh, and that was that was uh, during that stretch in the beginning of the year when we could not score 100 points. It just became the thing. Every game was – we just couldn't get over it. And I think – I recall. Finally, yeah, it was, it was rough. Uh, we lost that one. I, I think that was another game. We probably shot like 18% from three, something like that. It was such a struggle to watch. Uh, but then I went to a couple others this year, and uh, what I've always wanted to do – was go was sit courtside at a Magic game. And if you check the prices, they always fluctuate depending on the opponent. But there was one game against the Wizards this year where my wife and I were able to go uh, courtside for less than like 500 bucks. And that includes like free drinks, free mm-hmm. food. Um, and it was such a great time. And I got to see the other Drew Gooden because uh, he does the color commentary for the Wizards. He sat like 20 <laughs> feet away from me. That's amazing. I didn't, yeah, I didn't approach him because I was told not to. They like reprimand you, like, "Hey, don't don't touch any of the players," because you're you could if you really wanted to. But they're right. like, "Hey, don't do that." Um, but that was awesome, and uh, yeah. Did I you tell them that your name was also Drew Gooden? I, you know, I <laughs> I probably should have used that. I feel you know, like I'm, I'm the if, other. In Drew that Gooden. case, they have to let you. Yeah. I, I would worry that the other Drew Gooden would think I'm like stalking him or something because I've tried interacting with him online before and he's shown no interest. I think yeah. he's like, who's this white kid like with my name? <laughs> so I, I just, you know, I respect right. him too much. I'm not going to bother him. You, you brought up Drew Gooden. So I have to ask, I was asking Jonathan about this, if you know what he thought, but so your Instagram and Twitter handles, I believe are Drew is Gooden and the other Drew Gooden has the Drew Gooden usernames. So was that a result of, of like, were, did you want Drew Gooden at first when you were creating those and it was all taken? Yes, that hypothesis, 100% correct. Uh, I've even since tried to, uh, you know, no, no disrespect to the, you know, he, he's had a great career, but he's been played in the NBA. That's better than anything I could do on the internet. But on YouTube, I would love to have slash Drew Gooden. He has a completely inactive account on there. No. He hasn't touched it in like seven years, and I've like tried, I've, I've reached out to YouTube, and they don't care. You know, they're not gonna <laughs> they're not gonna do that. But I just rough. accepted. I've accepted the rebranding. I'll let him. He was the first Drew Gooden. I'll be the second. That's fine. Yeah, but that's like you're you're like an NBA player when it comes to like people aspiring to be YouTubers. So right. like YouTube should just give you the nod. I think in so. that case, I think that's, that's exactly a, what that's that a good point. I, we'll I like see. We'll, we'll we'll try to use our platform to help you out. We'll see if, if YouTube <laughs> will, will uh, you know give us any leeway on that. Thank you. I will be sending this episode straight to YouTube headquarters. So. Perfect. Perfect. So <laughs> consider it done. That's I mean, the way they see it. We we've got about like twelve subscribers on YouTube, so they're definitely going to take into account <laughs> what we say. So that's awesome. I think so. Uh, no, I, I love the fact you know what you brought up about you know uh, really getting into the team the last couple of years like you mentioned it's been so hard to watch magic basketball for for such a long time so um you know what would you say obviously being from orlando what would you say perhaps to a a fan or uh someone living in orlando that just quite hasn't like taken the plunge into magic basketball what are they missing out on especially the last couple of years what what is it about that the magic that just hooked you sorry um, they just they became a really fun team. I mean, especially that st- that stretch at the end of last year. Um, I love the the style that they played when things are firing on all cylinders. I love the defense, this, the the lockdown defense leading to easy offense rather than you know putting up fifty uh, threes a night or whatever whatever mm-hmm. a large number of threes would be like a James Harden type. Uh, no disrespect to him, it's just I don't love to watch that style of basketball as much as I do the the team. For first uh style that we've seen from this team at their best this season 
Um, and, you know, when you got have young guys on the team like Jonathan Isaac, like Markel Fultz, who seem to be future stars, super likable dudes, it seems like a great time to, you know, jump on the bandwagon and, and start paying attention because this team's a, a lot of fun and I think there's nowhere to go but up. Hopefully, I, you know. But yes, they, I mean, given the what they gave us the the past six seven years prior to <laughs> last season, uh, there is nowhere to go but where up but up. But like but with Steve Clifford was just um, at last year was a breath of fresh air because he took virtually the same roster um, and and made it to the playoffs. So that was huge. Obviously, the end of the season was a lot of fun. Uh, I know people who weren't Magic fans um or who were even tuned into the stretch that we had at the end of the year to push us into the playoffs and even grab a seven seed i remember thinking how great it was that we had the seven seed because for a while you know we didn't even know we were going to make the playoffs and then that push happened so there's definitely a lot of exciting a lot of exciting stuff that's happened in the last two years or so um but yeah i I mean we also kind of touched on on youtube very briefly just now um is there anything you know you know, what kind of got you into, into YouTube? Um, I know you started, uh, with Vine. Um, but you know, what made you say like when Vine was done and, and died, um, what, right. Uh, what, uh, kind of, what led you to, to then try YouTube? Did you have a YouTube channel during the Vine days? Um, kind of what was that experience like for you? Uh, Well, if anything, I think Vine ending, as heartbreaking as it was at the time, for me personally, it sort of pushed me to branch out in a way that I had wanted to for a while. I wanted to start a YouTube channel, but I was very complacent. Well, I've got a few hundred thousand Vine followers. I'm the road work guy. Like, I don't need to, you know, branch into YouTube. Um, But then seeing some other YouTubers that I like, like H3H3, was uh, they they do the same style of videos, like commentary videos. And I was like, oh, you can just kind of talk about stuff and people like that. And I can put like my sketches in it, but have it be sort of centered around a subject or a topic or whatever. And and it was just I started doing it because it was fun. And uh, it, you know, eventually it started to take off and it became my job. And it was like, well, this worked out great. Um, But yeah, I mean, I, I would say. Uh, I do miss Vine, but that was a big catalyst for me. So I have another question in regard to YouTube. I watched, I did a deep dive into your videos uh, in the past few days. Thank you. And, um, and you know, through some likes here and there. I'm trying to help you out, you know? Appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, there was did one. subscribe? Right. I, I subscribed, of course. Did you turn on the bell? Um, <laughs> That's so important. <clears throat> it's okay. We'll, we'll get there. Doing that right um, now. <laughs> yeah, one right vi- now. I'm, let me pull up my YouTube app right now. Um, no, but one video that I watched that uh, had me laughing quite a lot was uh, your How to Attract a Man video from the 50s, um, oh, reacting yeah. to that propaganda. How how do you – that's such a random thing. Um, how do you kind of – what's your process kind of like in terms of you know seeing something, seeing a subject, seeing a topic, and deciding, like, do you dig deeper into this? Do you do a video on this? Like, wh- have – you know, how would you kind of get to that? Um, Well, for, I mean, I spend a lot of time watching YouTube um, and it's so easy to fall down rabbit holes. If you click Mm -hmm. on one weird video and then suddenly it's recommending more to you and you're like, oh, this is like a whole thing. I could keep digging into it. Um, And for me, like when I'm looking for something to talk about in a video, uh, it either needs to be like really 
kind of messed up where I can be like, hey, this is bad that this person's doing this or something that's more lighthearted. So it's not, it's not something, I don't want people to watch all my videos and be like angry afterwards. Um, mm -hmm. I want them to sort of be able to laugh at something with me. And, you know, I want to put a smile on their face rather than just be, you know, bring their mood down and be like, doesn't everything on the internet suck? Don't people <laughs> suck? Well, bye, mm -hmm. you know, so. Um, but there's a lot of things I find where I'm like, oh, I would love to make a video about this, but I can't, especially as I've grown to, you know, I, I don't, you don't want to punch down. That's the thing. I don't want to make a video about some small channel somewhere and be like, hey, this guy sucks. And, yeah. you know, it's, it, I try to focus on people who are above me and like, you know, really right. doing messed up things if I were to do, do a hit piece or something like that. But absolutely. No, I, I, I along with Luke found that video absolutely incredible. Um, I really would have loved to see your, your commentary on the Orlando magic, the, the previous six years, like some, <laughs> anytime you're not liking what's going on with the Orlando magic and you, and you want a place to vent and do so in the style that you do on your YouTube channel, please feel free to reach out. You'll be welcome. Any <laughs> single time. I would find I, that I, absolutely hilarious. I'd love to, it, it sucks. There's no basketball right now, but when it's back, I'd love to chat with you guys about the team. That's actually a personal goal for me. Uh, because I love sports so much, but I, I haven't found a way to incorporate it as much into my YouTube channel. I'd like mm -hmm. to, by the end of the year, start making, you know, I hint at it, but I want to, there's a, a video I've been writing about how I feel like sports video games have kind of gotten worse over the years, especially Madden and 2K's kind of following in their footsteps. Yep. It's still fun, but it kind of peaked a few years ago and there's all these microtransactions. But I'd like to transition more into like things I'm passionate about, which is sports. I love sports. Um, and at least right now, I mean, there were definitely times this year where, you know, we had good stretches and times and not so good stretches where I'm sure if I sat down and recorded myself, I could have yelled it for 20 minutes about, you know, mm. Cl Steve Clifford's rotations at the end of a game or, mm. you know, four I would do that every night. <laughs> every day. Yeah. There were some rough games um, or Fournier thinking he is, you know, the only one who can score. Um, right. Don't get me right. going. Right. Yeah, he's he is a great spot up shooter, but he's not the shot creator he thinks he is. How many times do we have to see this year, the last possession of a game, him turn it over? At least three, right? That happened at least in three games. Yes. Um, yeah. I, it might be more than that, but at least that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So, here I go, getting I'm getting heated. Listen, <laughs> I like it. We're we're <laughs> giving good. you the fuel to to start talking about it on your YouTube channel, Drew. That's all it is. And well, yeah, we uh. You know, you you hit on a couple things actually right there that both Jonathan uh, raves about a lot. Not doesn't rave. He, he complains about a lot, which mm -hmm. is Steve Clifford rotations. Uh, and then Evan Fournier, you know, it, there's there's some things here and there. He's yeah, miscast. It, that's, right. that's what I'll say. I'll, exactly. I'm a, I try to be an Evan defender. There's a lot of negativity surrounding Evan Fournier. <laughs> I try to be the guy to be like, listen, he's not he's not that bad. OK, yeah, it's uh, hard. He's miscasting it's his role. Exactly. I would. That's a good way to describe it, because there are games, certainly games this year, we would not have won without him, you know, just being a lights out shooter. Like you don't want to overlook his ability to to turn it on when he can. But then there's times he just tries to do too much. And it's like that's not how this offense should be, especially when you have someone like Markel showing how uh, smoothly the offense could run when he's got the ball and he's making the decisions. Um, but yeah, certainly some games where it's like, what are you doing, Evan? <laughs> well, hopefully we'll we'll be able to get back to that pretty shortly. Uh, Luke and I were talking on the podcast yesterday when we recorded that. Um, you know, the league is talking about 
potentially possibly you know bringing the league back in a bubble meaning basically games with no fans you know living basically out of hotel rooms essentially um and also keith smith wrote an article yesterday um or it may, possibly it was the day before um where he had the idea that if the league were to return to action that they should do so um at Walt Disney World, you know, incorporating the ESPN Worldwide of Sports and a few of the, you know, hotels and resorts that they have there. So, I mean, me, at least, you know, kind of being biased, but I would just love to see the NBA return and Orlando to get a little bit of shine for a little bit. But I, I wanted to bring up the quarantine um, to ask you kind of what have you been up to, you know, during the quarantine? Everybody's just kind of doing their best to, to get through this thing. Yeah, it's it's been rough. I uh, one positive to come out of all this, and this is I, I as I started to say that sentence, I realized it's very dumb in the grand scheme of things. But one positive is that I think we'll all never take sports for granted again. There was it's always there's always something on, and it's been so great. And with basketball, it's like every other night, uh, sometimes two nights in a row, there's always a game to watch. Or even if your team's not playing, there's uh, another good game going on. And now that we've had nothing. And the only thing being aired are like, you know, uh, golf tournaments from the early 90s. It's like, okay, I do miss live sports. I'll never, I apologize for getting frustrated at times or, you know. Yeah, um, it's, that's, you know, that's something that has kind of been really weird about this transition. I came on the podcast as, uh, as a co-host with Jonathan about a month or a month and a half ago. Um, and it's been weird. We've not, I've not spent a podcast uh, an episode on the show where we've had sports um i i came in right when sports got canceled yeah, i remember that right yeah when it, right yeah. when it hit and it was just kind of this whole um i i don't know like it was a very weird time to hear that like you know the, it all started with the utah jazz and okc game and um just like these dom the domino effect that it had was something mm-hmm. that like we've never seen before and, and it was so quick too. It was like all in one night. Go bear. Season's canceled. And it's like wow, you, you you took a nap and you'd miss like the the yeah. I think that was the night Tom they announced Tom Hanks too. It was like this crazy hour on yeah. Twitter, unlike anything we've seen ever. You know. Yeah, it was yeah, it, definitely uh, unreal. If you fell asleep early that night, you just woke up to a completely different world. It's like going to sleep and you know the Fresh Prince of Bel Air waking up and I am legend like. <laughs> completely that's a, that's different just instantly my wife were laying you know and i were laying in bed and you know the the story is unfolding in the you know okc arena and we're like they're not going to cancel the nba there's no way they'll cancel the nba and next thing you know it was the nba the mlb the nhl is everything just gone mm-hmm. and and yeah, yeah. like you said there used to be times where you turn on the tv and you're like ah the the pelicans are, are playing the knicks i don't care to watch. i mean this season you right. did with zion but um, yeah. Before that, I don't care. And now it's just like what I would do for a a Knicks and <laughs> what I would Hornets. What game I would right do now. for a baseball game right now. Yeah. I don't. I don't I like consume anyways. But I don't watch baseball, and I promise you, I'd watch a couple baseball games right now. Yeah, Anything. I'd watch a batting practice right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I That's thought not... you were gonna say badminton. I'd watch that too. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's not get crazy. <laughs> no, no. no I, yeah. I would watch it. I... <laughs> yeah, I'm, it's. I don't know, man. It's just so it's so odd. And now they're saying that the NBA is saying the cutoff date is Labor Day, which I believe is September 7th, like that weekend. Um, so it's just kind of scary. The closer we get to that date, the more unlikely it is that we even get basketball for the rest of the year, which is so just weird, man. I, I can't like stress that enough how 
it's like you like we've touched on it's just so unprecedented to have a time where everything's gone and it was like last night the mj doc on espn aired when there'd be you know primetime espn basketball games on so obviously right. their crowd they they got a huge uh listeners and viewership yeah playoff games at that so just weird and you know espn you know jonathan and i were talking last night and he said yeah someone i just read a tweet that said that uh ESPN finally has a, a time slot where they can sell ads or like sponsorships where people will actually want those commercials because they're watching because the yeah, MJ doc is yeah. the first thing they've had in like a month. So yeah, yeah you... I think the only thing they've been able to talk about on ESPN is they have the same argument every day about LeBron being the goat or not. That's sort of just right. every day, Stephen A. Smith or whoever. It, like... it was always that anyway. And now we've got the MJ doc coming out, which has completely refueled everybody. Yeah. So it's um you know it's it's definitely it's just odd but I mean you know with that being said Drew we have some uh, rapid fire questions for you that we'd okay. love to that we'd love to get into um you know we just spent some time uh, writing as as I told you um, we've been kind of researching and and watching videos and um, I actually came across a podcast episode that you did with Cody Co he was. Uh, hosting it and uh, you uh, Danny is uh, your best friend right one of the guys that you're typically yeah, with pretty much yeah. um, and you guys were on that show and you guys were talking about um, how you know you'll use a prop and you'll put it in your closet and it's never to be seen again uh, in a video or anything so with that being said one of these questions is what's the weirdest thing you have in your closet that's a prop oh man that's a great question um, I have so many things uh, I have the first thing that came to mind. I don't know if this is the weirdest, but I have a full size, uh, Halloween costume. That's just a giant peanut. Um, <laughs> and that's pretty great. I just own that forever. Now. I think that there's an asterisk to that. Cause I did originally buy it to wear on Halloween, but I never did. So I repurposed it to use in a video, but right. that's just going to collect dust forever. That that's never coming back out of the closet. <laughs> Are you sure um, we, we don't see it in the next Drew Gooden video? <laughs> you're right. Maybe I should, I should just do a whole video wearing that and not say anything. You about should. It. I think that'd be great. I, I think you, you have, I think the aesthetic would be great. The, the peanut you've got the, uh, the light, the Hey guy light in the background. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and you've got your, your little, the, I know you have like a sign. Yeah. So that I think that'd be good in that in that peanut costume for sure. Yeah. All right. Next question here. So, um, you know, you've you've been following the team for a few years now. So, um, you know, you're, you're getting more into basketball. So, my question is, how much basketball have you played in your lifetime? Not really getting into basketball until recently. And if yeah. any magic player, past or present, that would be most comparable to your skill set, who would it be? <laughs> oh no. Uh, well, I do. <laughs> I do like most people. Um, I love shooting hoops. You know, I, 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 there's very few people who would say that that's not fun. Um, we have a park near our house that I used to drive to every once in a while. It's just a good workout. It's more fun than going for a run or something, just running sure. around shooting hoops. Mm -hmm. um, the only time I ever played basketball in like an organized setting was in fifth grade. I tried out for the basketball team. And what that was was it sort of it was sort of like an assembly line of of small children uh, shooting like they would have you shoot like a couple layups I think in a row and a couple three pointers and it wasn't super you know technical or whatever but I'm pretty sure I missed every single shot <laughs> uh, and weirdly enough I did not make the team um, so if there's someone 
to compare my. Are you? Are you? I, I think you're. You might be a JJ Redick type. We put you just on the perimeter. You coming off screens, right. and you're just you're knocking them down the whole time. Yeah, it might take me like a few years, maybe like ten years, to really hone my jump shot. Because, uh, yeah. uh, but then I would be a pretty pretty good sharpshooter, I think. But do not ask me to play defense or <laughs> run around at all, because I'll get tired very fast. <laughs> I like it. So. <laughs> I just sorry, I'm I'm envisioning Drew just shooting hoops for the next ten years of his life at that park and uh and telling us when he's finally got that JJ Reddick jump shot down. I think yeah. that'd be good. I think that'd it's be really a, it's good. a park that's right next to a middle school. Um so I'm also picturing me just yelling at kids to get off right, my court right. while I'm practicing yeah, yeah. my jump shot. You, did you ever see that Peyton Manning skit SNL where he's playing I love football? That. Oh, that's <laughs> I've watched that, that a million times. That's what I picture with you right now. Uh with Get your head out of your ass. I love love that. Oh, it's so good. And the last uh, rapid question that I have, Jonathan might have more. I'm not sure. But uh, we proposed this on our our episode yesterday that came out today, uh, Monday. I said to him, you know, my wife and I have been having a lot of time for extra conversation, um, as many married couples have. So you have to get creative with, with what the conversations and questions you ask each other. So the one that I asked her was, if you could eat one meal three times a week, you had to eat one meal three times a week for the rest of your life, what would that be? So, for instance, mine mine is chicken and rice and sweet plantains from this restaurant back in where I'm from in Ocala, Florida. Um, and then Jonathan was also from his hometown to some barbecue. Uh, so, so with that being said, you know what, what would be your one meal for three times a week for the rest of your life? Hmm. Is it the... Three times a week or three times a day? Three times, three times a week. We're not going crazy. Okay. We're we're yeah, letting you eat crazy. a little. We're we're letting you eat somewhere somewhere else. Um. Oh man, I like so much food. Uh, I think <laughs> the I would say chicken tiki masala is my one of my new favorite foods. Um. I for a long time I never tried Indian food, and then that's that's sort of a good entry into it. Um. And I I love it. There's a place in uh, Winter Park that it's uh, it's the best with garlic naan bread. Um, you dip it in. It's so good. That would, that would be mine. Chicken tiki masala. I, my, I've never heard of that. My stepmother is actually from Scotland, weirdly enough. And that's like whenever she cooks, that is her go-to meal. And <laughs> I do enjoy that. Obviously, um, what you're describing is probably a little bit better, a little bit more authentic. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the last <laughs> yeah. I checked, you know, Indian Maybe. food wasn't from Scotland, but, um, yeah. No, so I, I can definitely feel that. I, I, so I have a random one that just came to mind. So you okay. love food, right? Are you a fast food guy? I am. I uh, the, Maybe that's another positive of the quarantine is I, I haven't really had much fast food at all lately. I went from having Taco Bell like three times a week to <laughs> I just kind of cold turkey quit. Um, but yes, I am a fast have you food started, guy. Have you started twitching yet a little bit, your Taco <laughs> Bell withdrawals? Yeah, it's rough. I miss uh, I miss the uh, cheesy gordita crunch. It's so good. But. Wait, so in in Florida, um, Drew, I'm out in Omaha, Nebraska now. Um, it's kind of where my job took me. But um, with that being said, here everything is open. Um, there's there's not really I don't know. There's not much. Um, nobody's stopping me and 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 my wife from going to get food. Places are still open. You just can't go inside. Right. Um, 
is that how it is in Florida right now, or what is it? Kind of... uh, it depends on the business. Like all the Starbucks around me are closed, but then like all the Dunkin' Donuts are still open. I think hmm. it's. I, I don't think there's any mandate to do it. So the yeah. business, it's kind of up to them. So some are trying to be more responsible, and some are like, "Hey, if the government's not going to tell us to close, we're right. going to try to keep making money." You know, which I, it's it's tough to just close your doors for months at a time. So it's a, it's yeah. a situation I don't envy, or a decision that I don't envy having to make. But I don't know about Taco Bell. I haven't tried recently. It's more just like try, I'm trying to keep my immune system at its highest, you know, just just in case anything were to happen. So try, we're trying to cook more and eat more vegetables. And Yeah, uh, us too. Um, we're definitely trying to eat more vegetables. My my wife uh, and I are expecting a child in October. So um, she's Congrats. she's trying. Thank you, man. So she's trying to eat as many vegetables as she can, um, whereas I'm cool with just going to Chick-fil-A every day. Um, so I, I've had my fair share of definitely Chick-fil-A. We had Chick-fil-A for lunch today. We have the app, so we have all the rewards and everything like that. Um, and so, yeah, it's just a lot of, um, you know, it's hard because it's you, you can justify eating out now because it's like, I just need to get out of the house. Right, that's all, right. That's what I need. And yeah. I'm, I'm not able to do that. The parks are kind of, all the parks around here are closed. So it's just like, food is legitimately the only thing getting us out of the house right now and in, in a, in a yeah. an unusual grocery run like once a month for me it's taking out the garbage and getting the mail two things i used to hate to do now it's like ooh, i get to go to the mailbox <laughs> right uh, yeah. yeah at my house it's just been really a fast food smorgasbord we've been getting like arby's taco bell steak and shake wendy's i'll stop uh, chick-fil-a we just we've just hungry, been hitting man. it all i, I oh, just man. i love fast food like the checkers commercial fast foodies know the deal i definitely know the deal we're talking <laughs> about fast you foodie through and through <laughs> absolutely that is if you if you have not had the fry lovers burger at checkers i've told luke about this it is a must-have I do. I could go for a Chick Fil A milkshake right now. They have to, the best milkshakes. What's your go-to? What what flavor? Uh, I've tried a few different, but I you can't be vanilla. I don't normally. I don't care for vanilla. It's just too boring. But there, it's so good. I don't know why. It's the best. Yeah, th- this is not a Chick Fil A ad, by the way. However, I will go on to say their strawberry milkshakes, incredible. Had one the yeah, other that's day. Really good too. Chick Fil A. I'm all about the uh, the cookies and cream milkshake. All day. Mm. So you can't miss with their milkshakes. That's no, all you really can't. Can. You can't at all. But all right, uh, right, right. Uh, Chick Fil A, please, if you uh, want to sponsor us, <laughs> so you can do that. Um, no, Great. but then I lied. Actually, I do have another question for for you, Drew. Um, which YouTuber, past or present, would you want to collab with? Um. Hmm. Did you guys ever watch Dax Flame? I don't know how familiar you are with with YouTube. Um, so I I, I actually I know so the much. name. There's a lot of YouTube possibilities. There's so much. I know it's crazy. You sometimes you'll hear about a YouTuber with like 20 million subscribers, and you're like, I've never heard of this person. How does yep. the internet is so big? Uh, but I uh, used to watch a lot of YouTube when it first came out. The first couple of years, like 2006, 2007 era, uh, era, and there was a YouTuber named Dax Flame. Who, I don't think that was his real name, but that's just what he called himself. And it was like, it, no one could tell if he was playing a character or not. <laughs> he was just really awkward and funny. And he would tell stories about girls at school. And it was like 
really wholesome but funny like sort of the beginning of cringe comedy but you couldn't tell if he was in on the joke or not um but i always was just fascinated by him and i would love to meet him and shoot something together but i don't i don't know what he's up to now so he's done with youtube now like how i i think so yeah how long ago do you think that he stopped uh he only did it for a few years so i think he probably stopped in like 2008 2010 maybe oh gotcha Um, yeah yeah early on all right, so yeah, last question early. that I have, this kind of just uh, came to mind here. So being as how you got you know, your start on Vine, and I'm sure you have an affinity in your heart for you know, the, 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 what is now defunct app, basically. Um, do. How do you feel about TikTok? Have you, have you thought of kind of jumping back into that really like you know, short, quick video content um, and kind of get back to your roots a little bit? Yeah. Um, I, at first, I didn't like TikTok at all. TikTok, before it was TikTok, it was Musical.ly, which was essentially just teenagers like lip syncing songs. And I always thought that was really dumb. But then they rebranded. And there's a lot of really funny people on TikTok. There's like every type of content you could see is on TikTok. So I'm, I'm a fan now. Um, for me personally, I think I just like I really like doing what I'm doing now that uh, unless I have just like a quick idea to do something like I'd rather like I like working on bigger projects and I just like sitting and talking and uh, I just I don't know Vine was really good for me at the time but now and they did they did release a Vine too I think the same creators it's called Byte but that didn't really take off because it's just sort of it was a flash in the pan kind Mm -hmm. of thing or lightning in the bottle kind of thing it was perfect for the time and now you can't come back with Vine 2 now when there's TikTok that has so many features in it, like filters and songs built in and stuff. Um, but for me personally, I, I'd rather watch TikToks than make them. So you're more of a consumer. Yeah, I right. am. And, that, and that, that's perfectly fine. My wife is just completely addicted. Every single time I look over, either Candy Crush or TikTok. That's basically <laughs> that, that was my that wife about. too for a very long time. She had to delete TikTok because she couldn't stop scrolling. It's hard because you just scroll and it never ends. So yeah. you're just on there for hours. It's, yeah, it's it, easy. It definitely, it definitely is like, now that you say that, I hadn't really thought of it. I, I don't personally have TikTok, but I've seen, I think my wife has downloaded it before just to see what it was about. And it's true. You, you can, it's kind of like YouTube in the sense that you can just jump into so many different types of videos Yes, and just scroll forever. Um, and that's kind of like YouTube. That's the same type of, I don't know if it's addictive way of like, you know, doing something like it just, it, it kind of is that there, there's that thing that just kind of reels you in and you just continue watching. Um, but I, I definitely yeah. think TikTok is Probably not helping uh, when it comes to everyone's kind of addiction they have to their phones. <laughs> but yeah, in gen- I mean, it's it's good and bad. I feel like these companies, like the creators of TikTok, have really they really figured out psychologically what keeps people on their app. And now mm-hmm. you, you're on an app like TikTok, and there's this idea that there's always something else waiting for you. You never really there's not like a stopping point. You just keep going. And YouTube's the same way. They're always recommending something else. You're like, oh, I'm gonna click on that now, and then. You don't even finish that video because a more interesting one pops up. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, um, Luke, I don't have much else for Drew. Do you? No, I think I'm good. I I think our rapid fire questions. Uh, we asked a few more than than we thought of, but um, I think we we had some fun doing it. Well, that's the Can nature I ask of rapid fire. You a, bas- yeah. a basketball question? Let's get back to basketball. Please yeah. do. Uh, so I saw. I I believe 2K has been doing like an official simulation of the season. And uh, 
according to the official one, Magic finished at the seventh seed, and the second seed was actually Boston, um, which uh, was interesting. I'm curious to hear, if we were to get the seventh seed, what do you guys think is the ideal matchup for Orlando in the two spot? Also realistic, a team that would actually be able to get to the two spot. Would it be Toronto, Boston, Philly, mm. Miami? Right. Jonathan, I'll, I'll let you take that one. All right. And I'll, um, I'll, I'll come back with it. My personal opinion, um, obviously, it's definitely not Milwaukee. Milwaukee is, you know, they're, the nope. one seed is locked in, no <laughs> thank God. So if we were to end up the seventh seed, that would not be possible. But if we just go back to basketball and jump right back into the playoffs, we're looking at Milwaukee, and that's not going to be a good time for anybody, really. Um, yeah. But no, for me, um, I really think Toronto, um, one, it just kind of stirs up the old feelings of last year, gets you right back into the swing of things. Very exciting. Our guys are familiar with that environment. They're familiar with that locker room and everything like that. So um, as comfortable as you can be in a playoff environment, I think the familiarity of that would, uh, would you know, be pretty kind to them. Um, but on the other hand, a huge part of that series last year was Kawhi Leonard. It was just every mm-hmm. single time the Raptors needed a bucket, it was Kawhi Leonard. The guy just could not miss no matter what Aaron Gordon was doing. The ball was just going through the net. Now, without Kawhi Leonard, you know, obviously they're still a really, really good team. Went on like a 14-game win streak during the regular season. Um, But I do think that we would match up better with them this year than we did last year. And if like Jonathan Isaac or Al Farouk Aminu were able to come back and be healthy, that would be huge as well. Um, But I do like the idea of Boston as well. What about you, Luke? Um, Yeah, I mean, Boston would be great with me. Um, Obviously, like you said, we don't want to touch the Bucks, but I don't want to. I don't want any part of that. I'm done. No. I want to be done playing them for the year. Um, you know, you look at our season series with Toronto has kind of gone the same way it went with the Bucks. Um, I wouldn't mind Boston, um, but to be honest, I think it would be really great for the entire state if we could get a somehow a Heat versus Magic. Uh, lineup if we're we're throwing be seeding, blood in the streets there we're throwing seeds right. out the window you know drew's question was pretty broad who would you guys want to go against um i think i think it would be miami i love it i i i love engaging with their fans on twitter um and instagram they get so fired up and you know you, yeah. you poke them once and then you've got like 30 of them on you so um i think i would enjoy that a lot um especially seeing how miami has a pretty abysmal road record which i've talked a lot about on the podcast um their road right. record's not that great um and you know the only thing i would worry about is what everybody worries about which is like if we went to miami for the first two games of the series might be a little partying that happens miami nightlife might get the victory um so you know i do think i think that would produce the most storylines i think it would be the most fun for fans um so that's i think that's my answer i think i would go with the miami he's my dream matchup the state of florida might literally fracture in half if that were to happen (laughs) it definitely would be so fun though yeah and out of all of the options, I feel like the only one that, like, as much as fun as it would be to go against Toronto or Boston or really any team, if we're being realistic, it's probably not going to be a, a winning effort uh, either way. There's a small possibility with Miami because of their away record. Maybe we steal one game in Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Philly would probably be the only one we matched up really well with them this year. That would probably be my dream scenario, just in terms of like the storyline mm-hmm. with Markel and then right. uh, and then just in terms of a match, you know, matchup. They're so hot and cold. And they have the same issue where they just can't play. They can't win outside of Philly the way that Miami can't win outside right. of Miami. But Very true. Man knows his stuff. I like it. 
But I would go with any at this point. They, Give me like, anybody. Against, I would watch the '96 Bulls. The Bucks, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we can steal one game. Who knows? <laughs> Absolutely. Probably not. But hey, it'd be, it'd be good to watch. It'd if we did, watch. it would go right up there. All with the, the sweeter. Game I would just team. love that I had basketball on my TV. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, if either of you guys don't have anything left, uh, I think we're going to wrap up here. Drew, first of all, just thank you so much for coming on to the show. This is an absolute blast having you on. Um, eventually, hopefully, we're going to get back to Orlando Magic Basketball. We'll be able to see you courtside again, hopefully sometime soon, and we'll see the guys back on the floor here. So, uh, But thank you guys so much for listening to the Six Man Show this week, this bonus episode. We will be back again on Monday with a new episode. So for Drew, for Luke, this is Jonathan. Thank you guys for listening to the show. We will catch you guys next time. See ya! Thanks for listening to The Six Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It would really help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at Six Man Show, and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic!